Welcome back to another lovely edition of the Lovely Grunge Bible Podcast, episode 106. We are kicking off April. This is the first episode of the new month. Uh, my name is Chris Salona, and I'm joined, as per usual, by the lovely Ethan Shalloway. We're recording on Saturday, April 1st, but there will be no shenanigans, no fools, no pranks today. It's just an hour of hard-hitting grunge rock. Damn, we're going an hour, Chris? All right. <laughs> just a quick episode. April Fools, we're going 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah, we thought about we thought about doing some good old April Foolery, but uh, we decided There's only so many to. times you can do that. Yeah, we can only, we can only do a, a album review over Creed or Nickelback. I mean, you can, you can only do that so many times. And, yeah. So we're just we're just here to offer you uh, a good episode, a fun episode, something a little bit uh, different. And we talked about uh, potentially doing this, and we went to the internet and asked Chap GBT or whatever to give us <laughs> Chat Grunge Bible, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chat, chat GPT. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've got some questions from. We want to see what they know about grunge. Yeah, we're gonna see what they know about grunge, and we're gonna see what they want to know about grunge. And who better yeah. to ask? Than two schmucks who've run a social media page uh, about grunge rock for the last seven years. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, this is a little different. Hopefully it'll be funny. We'll see what what Chat GPT wants to uh, wants our opinions of as it relates to yeah. grunge rock and the genre. But you know, you know, before getting too into it of what they asked, uh, you know, when we're trying to figure out like you know questions and topics and stuff, like you know, we have this. We have this brain that is, you know, wired to kind of think about the same ideas the same way. So then you ask a computer that has no idea, like, they just spit it. It just spits out, like, funny questions that are kind of hard to think about. You know, it's hard to come up with dumb ideas sometimes, yes. but they, yeah. they just throw out these, like, random stuff. <laughs> and you're completely like, unhinged. And you, think it's, and you think it's hilarious, yeah, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I never would have thought of that because you have like a way of of thinking you you know wired a certain way or you know so that's kind of fun because you never you, they're kind of like curveballs and stuff and just like you know random stuff you know if grunge was a cereal what it, what would it be type thing you know so i totally agree well ethan so, how uh how's it going today uh it's the first day of the new month april 1st how, how are you doing today we got to check in you know, I'm doing good. Um, I don't know if we want to. Are we going to get into this now? What, what we're doing for for April? Um, I mean, yeah. Let's let's just do or it. Quick. Save yeah. it. Yeah, we'll do it now. So, I'm doing good. I'm, I haven't had my coffee yet today, and I'm not gonna. There's a sadly. reason for that. <laughs> yeah, April first marks me, you, and my brother Quinn are doing this thing we're calling non-negotiable April. And uh, we're cutting out mainly caffeine and nicotine. <laughs> Those are the main <laughs> two things that we're, cut, that we're cutting out. Um, and we're doing a few other things that we're adding. But um, we're just telling, us, telling ourselves that this is non-negotiable. And we have to, anytime you, want to, anytime you want to do it, you just have to remind yourself that you can't. And we're just going to take, take, the, take the month off from caffeine, let our body reset. Take the month off from any nicotine, let our body reset. And hopefully come into... Um, May with just a new set, new sense of energy, I guess. Yeah, so a I'm renewed excited. spirit. Um, so we're pretty. So besides, you know, other than that, I'm doing really well. I did get some pretty good sleep. Uh, I just wasn't able to have my coffee this morning. So right. and I got an, we got an uphill battle the rest of the month, but we're looking forward to it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be on the train too. Uh, I got some real good sleep last night. Um, I am not. <laughs> some some episodes come easier than others uh, in terms of the administration of the episode and just getting it done. And this this has been a tough one. Um, you know, Saturday morning it's raining, and and Ethan, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We're going to do it and we're going to have a good time and it's going to be fun and we get to share uh you know share some time each week as we do with our community and we wouldn't be here without the people that choose to <laughs> choose to sustain this community. Um you know, we're really thankful obviously for anybody that that listens and and gives reviews and certainly gives their uh their legal tender to us. Um most notably would be the top level supporters on Patreon. Uh their monthly um Monthly commitment to the show keeps us running into our 25th month, uh, which is a long time. So at this time, I would like to thank the following individuals who are currently members of the top tier on Patreon. I would like to thank Alex Long, Black Hole Sean, Alexis Shannon, The Blue Owl, Laura Nyreen, <laughs> Marianne, Seattle 4 Fanboy from New Jersey, Shoe the Shoeless, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Corden Stewart, Christine Shepard, Millie, Nikki Six, Brother Nature, Rachel Corning, Captain Hightop, Kara Kay, Eddie Vetter got me through my second divorce, Doug Endy, Chris LSMS, Jamie Lynn, Carlene Salona, Jade Mercado, Granny Grunge, Faith Bittner, Fuck Soup, and Fresh Tendonitis. So thank you one and all for your support. And if you are listening to this podcast uh, and you feel so divinely inspired to join that, uh, just go over to the show notes and you will find the link to our Patreon website where you can give us your money as well. That would be greatly appreciated, so please do that. Yeah, I got to say, I almost had a little hiccup uh, reminiscent of, of my rendition of the top Patreon supporters uh, when we did the Purple episode, and I couldn't get through it without laughing. But, you know, yes. I, I recovered. You know, you lose your voice sometimes and you recover. Your voice just like, cracked, but just you like, recovered. Just like Richard Manuel, exactly. So wow, I'm really happy it. about that. Yeah, excellent showmanship. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking about what you said, how you didn't want to do this episode. <laughs> um, That's okay, though. Yeah. Because we the have the train to. rolls on. Because we have some, we have some really, really fun stuff. Well, I'm this would be just... really interesting. And um, I'm not, I'm not a tech person. I'm not in tune with the, with that world. Nor do I really care about it. Uh, like the crypto tech brothers, like out there you know, that pay for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not really, that's not really my bag. Um, but, you know, obviously being a, a human on the internet, you hear about these things. And, and, and I gotta say, dude, like some of these questions that chat GPT has asked us about grunge rock, um, it's interesting. Um, and, and they're, they're insightful or, or they could, they, so, they provide the opportunity for an insightful response. Right. So it is crazy. So you can just type in a question because I've actually never used this. This is uh, the first time I used it too. Yeah. So you can literally just type any question and get a response or ask for questions or just ask them to do anything you, know, something. you want. You can type anything and they will reply to you. And they well, reply. They, and it, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So they, I just picture there's this room, there's this room somewhere where people are just frantically typing. <laughs> They have to respond. And they're all wearing and, like like nineteen sixties like like the black skinny ties and the short sleeve dress shirts, like the white dress shirts. They're all ribbon sinks. Well, I think I saw a meme and it was like ChatGPT, the people working, it's like make a joke about grunge rock. Now another, another <laughs> keep asking for jokes for grunge rock and it's like Oh yeah. 
Um, so that was the first thing that you did, though. You pulled up some uh, some jokes from. Uh, you asked them to make jokes about grunge, right? I did ask them to make some jokes about grunge, and some do you of have them, any? Do you have any on hand? Uh, yeah, right some of, of <laughs> some of them were were kind of funny, and some of them were a little disrespectful. Like one of them was, "Why that's, did those the grunge?" Are jokes. That's, that's yeah, jokes, exactly. You know? so, so why did them. the grunge rockers start a band? Answer to avoid getting a real job. <laughs> like that's just. <laughs> what do you call I a like grunge that. rocker without a girlfriend? Answer: homeless. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> then the other one: how do you tell a grunge rocker to leave your party? Answer: tell them you're out of PBR. <laughs> Which I respect. I mean, as as an aficionado of PBR, I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm drinking PBR and then they tell me that there's no more PBR, I might leave. I mean, the party's over when you're out of beer, so. Yeah. And then another one. How many Pearl Jam fans does it take to change a light bulb? Answer. Ten. One to change the bulb and nine to argue about which album is their best. <laughs> which, I mean, that is that is, uh, that is is grunge Bible in a nutshell. That's yeah. everybody who's ever interacted with us in a nutshell. Um, so it was cool. So we, we had some of those to kind of like wet our whistle a little bit. Um, but now, you know, they're not giving us the answers. It's strict questions. So um, we have we have questions that kind of, um, you know, I asked this great um, unit of, of people in the sky. It's like the magic eight ball of it's, the new year. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the, like magic eight ball, but cooler. Um, so is this I, cooler, I, though? Magic I, eight ball is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like magic eight ball, like, what am I going to eat for lunch later? Outcome does not look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it or leave it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, so we've got some questions that kind of, um, run the gamut in terms of, um, how thought provoking they are, how serious they may or may not be. And, um, how important they are to us, because let's be honest, there's going to be some questions that, uh, you know, our answers will be of great personal importance to us. Um, so without further ado, Ethan, may I present the first question that ChatGPT has given us to answer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is gonna be this is a this episode is strictly entertainment value. So you know, understand that while you're listening. Uh, no album I, reviews here. I hope they here. don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. let's do the Yo. first question though. Give me. All right. How did the grunge rock scene evolve over time, and what factors contributed to its decline? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's honestly like I'm in AP US history or like you're in this like rock and roll history and I need to write an essay. Yeah, well, yeah what's your and thesis like, statement for This that? is like a prompt. It's like, what was it? Like, what was the, I wasn't even, I mean, how, was how, did this, how did the scene evolve over time and what factors contributed to its decline? Well, I think first and foremost, the that's decline, so, I mean, the crazy. death of Kurt Cobain, um, I think that pretty much changed the era um, irrevocably moving mm-hmm. forward but i mean the evolution over time i, I think um i think people playing together yeah people playing together and seeing you know yeah the bands and, and, and i think being the around. genre's popularity informed the scene's evolution in the sense that there were a lot more outside influences um not not to say that that had a large say in like the music that was being made but i i certainly think it changed like the the feel of the scene i mean i think like the ethos was the same for all of the players but um you know it definitely changes when you have all of this fame being introduced and obviously it affected a lot of the individuals uh who were making music mm-hmm. at the time in 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 very very big and difficult ways um so i think you know kind of i think kurt's death and and also the the just 
inescapable fame and attention also contributed to its decline. And, and I also think movements like that, they're not meant to burn forever. Um, you know, the candle, yeah. eventually you run, you run out and um, all things end up, you know, all things must pass. So I don't think it's like one of those things that grunge would still be around if Kurt Cobain hadn't passed away. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the importance could be weight. If, if he, if he wouldn't have passed away, who knows how we would look at the scene completely. Right. And, and, and look at, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have had Foo Fighters, you know, there's, well, knows? yeah. And, and that's but, like, the thing is like, I don't even think like if Kurt hadn't passed away, I don't think Nirvana would have been, together for much much longer i mean i feel yeah. like it had kind of run its course but you know we'll never know uh and that's why you know chat gpt asks us questions that we really can't answer um, that's a great question that was a really that's a great question, a good I, mean, question. That, I mean that's something that that you like I said you'd find on an essay like what were mm-hmm. the the site your resources well, another one i feel like class you know the session continues what was the impact of mtv's coverage of grunge rock on the popularity of the genre i mean this wow. one is it's Critical. impossible it's impossible i think to overstate how much of an impact mtv had um you, just anybody on, that grew up in that time they always reference how mtv was yeah like it was really the how they got point. their music yeah right i mean it, it, it could create um you know it could create legends out of out of bands overnight uh, you know it's whatever ended up being in heavy rotation i think informed not only what the public was listening to but i also think in a large way it kind of informed public opinion on what was cool and what was in um and what was popular and then you obviously you reach that point where something's now too popular and then it's not cool and then it, and then it burns out but i mean it made teen spirit you know i mean yeah. it made it made a lot of these songs i mean jeremy's you know rocket to the top um you know largely in yeah. part to the music video and i mean mtv it was just such a such a widespread phenomenon um that i mean it's impossible i think to discuss the the era and the popularity of the music without mtv and i think the era and and the, and what was popular would it would look very different um if uh you know if we didn't have mtv yeah yeah, I always, I remember, do you have any memories when you were young watching VH1 or MTV and music videos and stuff? No, so I, I don't know, I don't know if it was that I wasn't allowed to watch some of those things, but I also wasn't really interested. Um, yeah. Like, my house was like a cartoon house, and we never really, you know, we never really watched a lot of that stuff. So I, I fully missed the boat on that. Like, I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't even think I ever saw, like, a proper music video until, like, I was probably in like fifth or sixth grade or something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I love, obviously loved my cartoons growing up as well. Yeah. And uh, I didn't mean to but imply I remember, that you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, so we would be cartoon, but it's funny because like, how do you find stuff? Like my, obviously my dad or mom didn't just like put on MTV or like the top 100 stuff. So, but mm-hmm. as a kid, I feel like I always flip through the channels. You know, because you just flip through to see what's on and stuff. And those were always like MTV Cribs. And like, I don't know, they had like the, they had stuff that would pull you to the television program. And then like all of a sudden they would do a top 20 countdown like every Sunday or something mm-hmm. on VH1. I and think. you remember and like, uh, the, like TRL, Total Request Live. I mean, all those shows. Yeah. I think, I think they actually did that every Sunday. They did a, t- a countdown for the week and like, you know, the, mm-hmm. it was the same basically like they used to do minor, that on the adjust- radio with minor like, adjustments, but yeah. AT40 used to be on one of my local radio stations with uh, Ryan Seacrest hosting naturally. It was either him or a Ryan Seacrest type. I mean, they're all, you know, like those guys. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people that look like that. There's a lot of people that, that look do like that. that. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people who do that. You're absolutely right. So, um, yeah, I kind of miss that. Like, if like honestly, if there's one yeah, part about not, the era, it would have been cool to have had those memories. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, definitely things I look, you know, wish I was a part of, but you know, you can't be doing that all the time. Exactly. You know, so here's the next question from chat GPT, and this is what they want us to answer. If you could replace the lead singer of any grunge rock band with a Muppet, (laughs) (laughs) which band and which Muppet would you choose? (laughs) I need to make sure that... I got the Muppets. Well, that's the thing. Like my, my, my the animal. My, in, I mean, the animal is the drummer, right? My is, my is catalog of of Muppetry in my head is not. It's not <laughs> up to up to par. I mean, I didn't know that they had names. Oh, I yeah. thought they were just like the Muppets, like uh, like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Isn't it just like Alvin and then just the rest of the Chipmunks, or do they I all mean, have names too? I mean, I guess Kermit. Obviously, he's a Muppet, but I, is I never Kermit really, a Muppet? Yeah, I didn't really. He's a part uh, of that. <laughs> I know that's what I said. I don't picture him as a Muppet for real, but I guess it's is, yeah. It's all so of them are Muppets. Is this, is this like is this a <laughs> Sesame it's, Street thing or what? <laughs> the Muppet Show includes Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Rolf the Dog. So yeah, I was for some reason I I never so this really is, this is separate I mean, from Sesame Street. Yeah, I, I think this. I'm just looking at this the main the main the my Muppet world show. is rocked. I know. Why did I not like? I always pictured like, yeah, animals on drums. <laughs> Floyd Pepper was the bass background voice. <laughs> oh, Floyd, Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> Zoot was saxophone, and occasionally Lips was the trumpet. <laughs> oh, and occasionally Lips trumpet. Holy cow! All right, you know, you want to know my answer now that I've that, now that I'm uh, prepared <laughs> with you're... the nomenclature. <laughs> yeah, what? I think you take you take Soundgarden, you, you sub out Chris Cornell, and you put Miss Piggy up in the front. <laughs> that's good i think i think that's what you need to do but then again like i mean you put somebody like Fozzie bear and pearl jam he's got he's got that deep baritone that can hit those like i mean that that would be dynamite too i mean i'm just picked for and this is not not super grunge but i just picture kermit the frog singing lincoln park and <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I want to see Kermit. I mean, you could do Kermit for any of these. Honestly, well, I was thinking, all the Muppets is hilarious now. Yeah. <laughs> like you put, you take Kermit the Frog. You, you you give Lane a little bit of a break, and then Kermit harmonizing with Jerry Cantrell. I mean, that would be that would be unbelievable. Uh, and, and not only that, I mean, the stage presence that somebody like Kermit the Frog would have. Just picture is, Kermit, <laughs> Kermit, Kermit with Pearl Jam. <laughs> That would be incredible. So apparently, you know, these are the types of wow. questions that we I'm need to be, answer. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of blown away. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. But are you ready for the next question? Yeah, I am. That was a good All one. Right. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, if you could be stranded on a desert island with any grunge rock musician, who would you choose and why? <laughs> so okay. this is good because this opens up. I mean, we could pick anybody. Uh, it's not just the the lead singers. Um, yeah. This could be. So I mean, you you have you have a, so a bunch gonna, of different ways that you could think about this. It's like, I'm do you doing want survival? I'm going. Do you survival. want a conversationalist? Do you want somebody with the survival skills? Um, do you want somebody who could defend? Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of different. God bless you. Um, there's sorry. a lot of different ways that we could uh, we could approach this question. So what you I, I think survival is the right way to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking survival as well, and I'm. 
I got to go with I, I I'm I don't know. Chris Cornell seems like he's going to be pretty up for the challenge and and ready. I'm I I don't think the other lead singers would would be as much help as Chris, but mm-hmm. yeah, I could be wrong. Now I'm trying to think of who would give me. It's got to be somebody with some background. They're probably all pretty versed in maybe camping and if they're up in Seattle and there's some good stuff up there. Well, you know who I'm thinking? Who? I'm thinking Jason Everman, who oh, was, in, that's great. was in Soundgarden and in Nirvana, and then he was in the special forces in the military. Um, so yeah. I have to imagine that come, you know, with that comes certain survival skills and abilities. Um, you oh know, he gosh, might, yeah. he, he might be the guy. Um, otherwise I, I, I have to say like Ben Shepard, I think could, uh, I mean, he could show me a lot. They all got their combat boots, so they will be, they'll be <laughs> able to figure. No, nobody's going to get a trench foot over here. <laughs> they're all, they're all going to be safe. Beat they're dry. all ready That's for the that. most important part. Yeah. That would be really. Everman's needed. a great choice though. I think it's, I think it's gotta be Everman. Um, you know, we gotta have him on the pod. We do. He's Yeah. He's we, ready. We, we just need to ask him, I think. Yeah. Well, we have. We just haven't. Uh, the scheduling scheduling's really difficult. Are you ready for the next question? I am. All right. How has grunge rock influenced broader culture beyond music? Beyond music? Well, I think that, obviously, it had a large effect on the young generation. Um of that time, so you had the teenagers, and I think that that, that listened to Kurt and you know, say you know, take Nirvana. I think they probably had the wide, largest reach at the time, so they probably just influenced it, um, hopefully in a good way. But um, you know, I think it just got a lot of high, school, a lot of kids like thinking and and honestly like creating and kind of doing, trying to find themselves. Uh, so. You know, without just not just in Seattle, but across the whole country. I mean, it was nationwide. Yeah, um, I, I think it really um, it honed a, a generation's worldview and kind of yeah. what they what they thought about the world, what they felt they could aspire to, what hope or lack thereof they felt in the future. Um, also, obviously, goes without saying. I think it had a large impact on the fashion sphere and how people styled themselves and what people found to be desirable stylistically. Um, but uh, yeah, I think at the crux of it, it's exactly what you said. It's just kind of like core values. I think the music um, informed it. And, and I think it unveiled a lot of what people were thinking and what people were feeling. And, and you know, we always say that the best art has the way of describing your feelings to you when you're not even able to do that. Um, so I think it kind of brought to light a lot of emotions and a lot of um just sentiments that people had towards the world. Um, and it kind of gave a voice to that and made people well, more, more aware of and, that. And it challenges, I think it just challenges the kids of the, the time to kind of think about what they believe in or think about what they're doing. And, and that challenge allows them to be impacted type of thing, you know? Yeah. 100%. What's the, uh, what's the next one? The next question, if grunge rock was a vegetable, which vegetable would it be? Oh, let's see. Grunge rock or a vegetable? Um, I don't know. This one's kind of tough. Like- my, my early thought leads me to kind of lean towards like the asparagus camp, something around, something around there. Yeah. Um, but then again, I mean, 
it's hard to say. And then you have a lot of a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these. Is it a fruit or is it a vegetable type thing? So yeah. that can get quite complicated. That wasn't yeah. a very good question. Chat Chat GPT needs to get their yeah. shit together. I'll say celery. I like celery. <laughs> like I, I like your answer is celery. I yeah. don't really care one way or another about celery. Um, I think celery you, is is under undervalued actually, and maybe so. Is grunge. Maybe okay. so. Is grunge. Maybe so is grunge. Yeah, celery is kind of <laughs> celery is used for you know. Yeah, we're just gonna say celery is the grunge of. Well, of you always the, have those people when they order the wings, they don't eat the celery. It comes right. with it. Dude, celery well, is gas. Well, dude, celery. Yeah, like okay, yeah, fresh celery. But you gotta use, like cooking for you put it in a roast. You put it like right. it cooks really good. It, it it adds a lot of value by itself. I get it. You know, not all that, but it's <laughs> but it's important to the whole scene. Yeah, but like, who's gonna eat raw celery like without any sort of addition? No, ants on a log. Remember them. Use. Yeah, a little peanut butter and raisin on a uh, classic. What do, what do you think about raisins? I think raisins kind of suck. Yeah, they're. I, I went through my mom. My mom used to give me some raisins. Like with the little, little sun-made boxes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But like, yeah, they're kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not not a, not a huge fan. I'm not gonna. I don't want to slander them. I, I'm not. But uh, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. They don't. They don't deserve that. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of like they're best. like the refried beans of of fruit. Okay, refried refried, beans. I mean the versatility refried beans. I mean you can't. Yeah, you but can't I'm saying do like with, you know you, with... you get beans and then like you get refried beans. It's like you get grapes and you get like raisins. It's like the That's second. It's like the, the second next. life. So are you? Is this the same? Like you have steak and then you have beef jerky. Yeah, I guess so. Well, circle the, of life. Uh, the same yeah. way you have the Grunge Bible podcast doing a nice podcast on Temple of the Dog, and then you have them relying on Chat GPT. <laughs> exactly. Next question. Circle please. of life, baby. All right. Are you ready for the next one? As ready as I'll ever be. This, this is a really good one, and one that we've spoken about a lot, and I'm quite pleased that the great AI in the sky has given us this one. What is the role of nostalgia in how we remember and appreciate grunge rock? Hmm. What is the role? I mean, the role would be it is. It turns grunge into a vehicle of nostalgia because it takes you back to exactly what, you know, yeah. You want you want to remember when you first listened to that? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I that's exactly what it is. It's the music is so powerful in the nostalgic realm. realm. It's unbelievable. Like, it can really teleport you places. I feel like I've I've in the past I always say that but I'm, I feel like I've I've been really like listening to music and and going back to like my teenage years and whatnot and mm-hmm. that only happens as time passes. Or you're only able to you know you're only able to be nostalgic if time passes. So right, yeah. I think I think nostalgia. I mean, it's everything when it comes to comes to this because you have I think that hook, you know, the hook of nostalgia causes people to hold on to it and 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 spend time with it so it's like you recognize because of the time you spend with the genre you recognize its importance and its greatness and then younger people hear older people talking about it with such conviction because of those emotions that they feel um, and they get into it and then it just kind of continues on in that way so i think it's a big um you know it's a big part of the engine i think that keeps the the music alive and keeps that tradition um not far from the minds of many many different people across many different generations and it's funny too because you know something that happened now 30 35 years ago 
people now discover it when they're teens or whatever. And then as they get older, they feel nostalgic towards it because it was in a way the soundtrack to their teenage years um, because they were introduced to it. So um, yeah, I think, I mean, nostalgia and music are intertwined, you know, as much as, you know, something and a sentiment can be, I think. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm trying to figure out the best way to maybe word this. Um, like when we were younger, like our, say our parents, like they, they listened to classic rock and they would give us stories about U2 and maybe Zeppelin and stuff and they're older Rush. and then Rush. Yeah. And that's like the age range that we're in. But then like, you know, the kids that are now maybe have teenagers, like they're, they're talking about the grunge scene and the, you know what I mean? It kind of skips like. Like you say, nostalgia is like a story and like people like pass it on. So like we, uh, we heard all the nostalgia about the classic rock scene when we were younger. Cause that's what people were like listening to and hammering. And like grunge was still close enough where you weren't, you didn't get to the nostalgia of it so much. I mean, you got like the seven years of it, but it wasn't like the, the 25 years ago type of thing. Right. And now like, you know, now like grunge is like 25 years ago. So it's, it feels, and now the classic rock just feels like that much farther away. So it's not as, that's why there's like a boom. So maybe, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, when, you is know, classic, when we're older. Is classic rock going to die? Dude, uh, that, it kind of like, it's, it's, I mean, it's never going to die, but it's the people that are singing the songs and, and or the telling the stories of them, of their nostalgia older, from that yeah. time. Are, are, yeah, our past are, are going to be, you know, they're just older. Well, it's, so. it's that weird thing, too, that, like, people who are our age, like, mid-late 20s, like, there's that thought always that I remember growing up. It's like, oh, well, like, I still feel like 10 years ago was the 90s. And and I think when it comes to classic rock, like, people are like, oh, like, that was, like, 30 years ago. But now it's, now it's <laughs> 50 years My brother in Christ ago. was 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The like, 60s <laughs> were 60 years ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago, like 1962. Like 60 like, years ago. Dude, that's, a long, that's a long goddamn time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like you said, but it's it's one of those things that I think like the the – the musical tradition that different movements and different sounds have had, I, I think they always exist, but they just, as the generations pass, they exist in different ways and they mean different things to different people. But, you know, it is weird to think, you know, but then again, it's like, you know, linear FM radio. I mean, like, do they ever, they're never going to stop playing Led Zeppelin, you know, Stairway to Heaven is always going to be a joke. Um, smoke on the water is always going to be a joke amongst, you know, guitar players, same thing with Wonderwall, but it's like, I feel like the, those traditions, they don't die. There's just new additions to it. You know, people will just add different parts to that tradition. Yeah. Then, yeah and I, I imagine dragons being made fun of, or, you know, the creeds yeah. and the Nickelbacks and the... Exactly. It just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Forever. All right. Yeah, this... I have another one that's very important. Yes. Important. <laughs> very important our uh, you, <laughs> our word Ethan, if you could have any grunge rock musicians hair whose hair would you have now if you remember we did an episode on so, Wayne Staley's so, yeah, this hair this is not We've a done, simple question <laughs> this is not a simple question because there are lots of there's lots of good hair in the genre and then there's lots of different hair in the there's genre there's a lot of bad hair too like blonde Eddie Vedder mohawk Eddie Vedder <laughs> Buzz Osborne. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Buzz Osborne. Which era of Buzz Osborne? Yes. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Um, yeah. Okay, this is tough. I I feel like if I were to pick somebody's hair, 
I'm trying to think if I want to do something that, you know, I've never uh, been dreadlocks able to do. Lane. Yeah, so like the dreadlocks lane, I always thought that maybe I'd put them in dreadlocks for a little bit. I was always scared because I figured you had to cut them when you're yeah. done. So, But I don't know if I want dreadlocks, so yeah. maybe not. How about, how about you, Blonde Eddie Vedder? <laughs> Frosted tips, Chris Cornell. No, I think I think I have to go with uh, I have to go with Eddie Vedder circa like '93 uh, when it, it wasn't it, his hair was a little shorter I think than it was in '92, but it was still long considering when I grew my hair out. That's exactly what I wanted, and I I kind of got there. Like my hair was pretty long, um, yeah, and it's definitely. I, I really, really liked that hair. Um, but then, it, I mean, Chris Cornell's long hair was fantastic, too. Um, so, yeah. But then again, I mean, like, like I Frosted actually, Tips, it's kind of <laughs> timeless. Dude, Frosted Tips are, yeah, timeless. If I, I, if I could go back, like, back to college, I totally would have done that just to fuck around for a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I think, dude, I kind of want to go with, um, I'm actually going to, Pick Scott Weiland, the young Scott Weiland, Weiland when he had the hair. I feel like that okay. was uh, the, like the bl- like the dirty yeah. blonde, like spiky hair. Kind of like the yeah, it was kind of like longer and he was like unplugged you know. era Scott. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Like sitting yeah. uh, sitting in Soho Square playing plush. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's underrated. I and, think you know, so he too. obviously had lots of different hairstyles. That that one's really really good. He did. He was a big. He's a big, big hairstyle change guy. Yeah, so, he would mix so it up. No, no Buzz Osborne though. Not this time. <laughs> I don't have the time. I don't have the same body type as him. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't yeah, have I don't the have Frank the, Reynolds I don't have look. The same. I don't have the same demeanor. That that too. Yeah, that's exactly. a good one though. Yeah, I like that one. So we have uh, we have two more questions from Chat GPT that they want to ask us about grunge. Um, the next one, I, I we just did a tangent on this. I don't remember which episode, but it was fairly recently. But they want to know, what do you think the future of grunge rock looks like and what new sounds and themes might emerge within the genre? Oh, my gosh. See, this is where you know ChatGBT knows nothing. Yeah, uh, this is where you is, know. Grunge yeah. is dead. Just, just when you think that they, they ende- you know, they've been able to endear themselves yeah. to us by asking about nostalgia and you know MTV, they ask us about <laughs> what new grunge is coming out. And, new and wh- sounds? Yeah, new Ugh. sounds in grunge rock. No, it's... Nauseating. It's, yeah, it's done. It's one of those things like, you know, in your favorite TV series, when it ends and it closes up well... You know, good, you're happy. And then you have a really good TV show that you just keep going on. They try to add more. It's not, you know, it doesn't work. They should just end. We should just be happy that grunge happened when it did. We have our stories. You have your nostalgia. And that's it. That's the toughest thing. I was thinking about that too with like certain things in my life. Like, you know, you can't be upset that it ended. Just be happy. You got to know. Happened. You got to know when to fold. Sometimes you got to know when to, when to fold. Away. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, not you everything can't, needs a sequel. Not everything needs a sequel. Not everything needs to go on forever either. You kind of need to let it. Be Tell that to my first wife. Be a thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what about my the second, second divorce? <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, it's it's totally true. I mean, I don't think I think grunge grunge is not a living genre. I, I think there's you can certainly make music in the image of it, but I don't think you can you can tout yourselves now as like a new grunge band. Um, no, so, it's not. I mean, we've. Yeah, it's just it's just not right. You, you got to know when to fold. You got to know when to give it up and when to make your own thing uh, and kind of use those influences in a way that appeal to you and, and create yeah. something different. 
Yeah. I mean, you can make rock music. I'm just not going to call it grunge. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, any rock with a fuzz pedal isn't automatically <laughs> grunge, you know, just because yeah. you, you know, because, because you like, uh, just because you like in utero or, you know, Steve Albini answered one of your direct messages once. But nevertheless. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the final question from ChatGPT regarding yes. grunge rock? Yes, this is this is a good one, and, and I saved this for last for a reason. Um, and the question is, if you could choose any grunge rock song to be played at your funeral, which one would it be and why? And I think first and foremost, it very much depends on the manner in which my life ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so expound on that, please. <laughs> well, like, I mean, like, if I, like... I What's the like, best case scenario? I don't here? know. That's the thing. <laughs> it's like, what, what do we want? It's like, what circumstances did I pass away in? And like, was I like, was it like, oh, like, like he passed away after like a nice long life or like he passed away in a tragic way or like he was kind of a piece of shit and like he died doing something stupid. Uh, you know, I think those all kind of inform the. Um, They're all with well within the 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 realm of possibility here too. Well, that's at least the thing. For like, me. like grunge is well me. equipped to deal with any of these potential outcomes. <laughs> that too, yeah. We, it's a very versatile genre when it comes to this. Yeah. So it's it's really hard. I mean, there's some low hanging fruit that pop up. I mean, you imagine Say like you're getting heaven. wheeled out of the church and over now by Alice in Chains <laughs> is playing. It's like they have like the the trumpet that's playing taps like a half step down at the beginning and then Lane's yes. laugh and then they hit that little riff. You know, we pay our debt sometime. Yes. Spoonman, maybe get some spoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yes, dude. Um okay, so if you had a so if you had a uh, a tragic accident, what would you want? What song would you want to be so played? If, if I died under tragic circumstances, I, I definitely think um, I think release would be really really fucking cool. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good and, one. And I've read a lot of comments of people saying that like their dads had that at their funeral or like they want that at their funeral. I think that one would be really good. Um, Do I feel like Big Empty would be really good? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, dude, Big Empty. Dude, Big Empty's so like good. kind of like the utility, dude. <laughs> dude, Big too Empty, much man. Tripping and my soul's worn thin, <laughs> and it may be perfect for the for the tragedy. Honestly, yeah. one, dude. Conversations kill. Oh man, dude. I think big. Like, I know. I know. That's that's good. Just the guitar too, like the mm-hmm. that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, I think, Brother um, by Alice in Chains might be a good one. A nutshell, obviously. For nutshell, what about yeah. what do you think about <laughs> what do you think about Rotten Apple? <laughs> don't follow would be good. The Rotten oh Apple, my, good, dude. Don't, don't follow. Don't follow would be would be really good. Oh, that's if something tragic happens. That's if sure. something really tragic. Yeah, like yeah, like right. Something really not <laughs> ideal. Something grunge uh, yeah. adjacent. Dude. Wow. Yeah, so those like, are some really good candidates. What happens if you, you know, pass? I guess release is probably one. If you if you die of old age, like release is, is a release great would be one. good. Um, uh, I think I think footsteps by Pearl Jam would be kind of a, a cool one for different ones. Um, I I would be inclined hard to, to imagine. Say, hard to imagine would be great. Um, I would be inclined to say say hello to heaven, but after discussing yeah. last week, you yeah. know, Chris Cornell talking about how it was a song about a specific person, I wouldn't feel comfortable having that in a <laughs> setting with myself. Okay, Chris. What if um <laughs> what if <laughs> what if you got selected to like go to Mars and we sent you to Mars and you never came back and you had to hold <laughs> you had 
to hold we had to hold a, a, a burial for you with even like though my you, body in absentia even, even though we didn't we don't know if you died we just we lost you to space <laughs> what what song would you want us to play uh, well i feel like like space boy by the smashing Dance. pumpkins <laughs> <laughs> Were you gonna say dance of the clairvoyance? Dance, dance of the clairvoyance. <laughs> Super blood wolf. <laughs> my, my brother's the cloud. My brother's dude, the cloud, dude. I think like, anything from Gigaton. I was gonna say, Ethan. I think if like y'all blasted me off the space and I never came back, you would just have to play. Um, Eddie Vedder in the Earthlings album, and then and then Gigaton just on a loop for the entire funeral service. They're so perfectly suited. Um, quick escape. I mean, I had to get up there with some sort of velocity. So you know, space boy. That, that, that's as quick of a quick of an escape as you can get. That's so funny. <laughs> Such I a ridiculous see. scenario. How did I get I, chosen for that? I just at your funeral be like, we lost Chris to, to the to the world of space. <laughs> We're not gonna say he's dead because we don't know. But oh, that's so funny. Oh my god! I think another. Um, uh, I like you know, this practice. For, yeah, this is good. Somebody who like passes of old age. It's like you know, like when like if like you have like a great great uncle who passes away at like 98 and it's like it's sad that they pass away but it's more of like a celebration of their life i think that lends itself to like a, a you know an entirely different um i think i think sun shower might be cool in that setting mm, yeah. um just Maybe, breathe yeah. by pearl jam i know that one's been used at weddings a lot but i think that one could be good um kind of you know for a bookend type thing um well there is there's one that we're forgetting um <laughs> it's it's a deep cut off of Lost Dogs, uh, the Pearl Jam ah. compilation album. Um, it's a song called Dead Man, which Eddie Vedder wrote <laughs> um, I wrote for uh, the movie Dead Man Walking in the 90s with Sean Penn in it. Um, and it's about somebody going to uh, the electric chair. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I guess if I ever, you know, was were sentence. to be capitally punished, um, I guess I would have to choose that one. But this is a good exercise. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's because uh, songs just have you know songs can just they just tell such a story and and it, and it fits so it's such a important thing to fit to pick the right songs for situations like like <laughs> that. Still, but I'm still just picturing there's an empty <laughs> casket and Super Blood Wolf Moon. It's just blasting across the speakers, <laughs> and everybody doesn't know what to do because they don't know what's going on. Right, because it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Oh man, that'd be good. Yellow lead better would be cool too. Yeah, that that would be pretty solid. Yeah, that would be good. There's a lot, there's a lot of really good ones. No Nirvana choices out of all of those. We didn't, we didn't. I don't think we said any Nirvana, which is fine. You know, I mean. I don't really think. Of, I mean, yeah, maybe all it, apologies. This is more pearl. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, all apologies would be good. Something in the way. <laughs> that would be <laughs> if, depending on how we passed. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be heavy. Oh man. Yeah, and there's obviously. I mean, th- this conversation could go on forever. Well, but. say that this is. You know, if that did happen, if we lost you to space, then we could do a tribute episode to you, <laughs> me and Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be fun. Yeah, I think. I mean, that wouldn't really be good. fun because we we have lost you, but we'd have good. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? We'd have good content. How about <laughs> we can memorial, memorialize? 
picture this like you pass away and the song that they choose <laughs> is flat out fucked by mud honey <laughs> throat locust by tad <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I think this this exercise has quickly evolved into like what is the most inappropriate song we could choose? Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. That's oh. that's. This is a really. We could have done a whole episode just off of grunge funeral yeah. songs, and we might have to. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is fun. I hope it's entertaining for everybody out yeah. there listening. And, and, and I, I, if I, it, if it is great, and if it's not, that's the last question. So it's done anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll do better next week. <laughs> simply <Yeah>. put. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll, this is we'll a lot of fun. We'll do better is, next week. Yeah, we'll try and do better next time, knuckleheads. Exactly. Well, if you're still listening to us, uh, we thank you for putting up with uh, the last, uh, you know, last 45 minutes of of grunge rock content. Um, if you'd like to support us, you can leave a nice comment, a nice review, send us a message, um, ask us any questions you might have, any suggestions to improve the show, leave a review rating, um, give us your money, buy some merchandise, or support us on Patreon, um, or just ask us for our Venmo or something if you just want to make a one-time donation. That's also Buy us acceptable. a beer. Yeah, buy us a beer. That's been done before a few times, so... Um, it could be done again. We'd also like to thank our producer, Drew McFadden, who is undoubtedly at this very moment anxiously waiting for us to send him this episode so he can edit it and package it to us so we can get it out to you on Monday, April 3rd. Um, and that's it, you know? That's the way that goes got. down. Yeah, that's all we got. It was a pleasure. Like I said, these these questions actually were pretty um, thought provoking. Yeah. We're going to have to do this. The first again. one caught me off guard. I actually didn't expect because originally. When you sent me over the idea, um, it was a bunch of funny ones. It was a bunch of funny questions. Yeah, so you put, uh, you know, what would the ideal grunge? I put rock the Muppet one in there in the sample be. that I had sent to you. Yeah. What if grunge rock had a catchphrase? What would it be? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. See, like it's it's so hit or miss sometimes with yeah, uh, it's lame. this chat GPT. So. But thank well, you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, man. 100%. Um, tomorrow, the Sunday, yeah, my, I guess we'll, we'll compile songs of the week into this as well. Uh, we can, but I'm going to see Goose tomorrow, and I'm very excited. I, uh, I have an extra ticket because I had a friend bail, not talking about you, Chris, because I know you couldn't <laughs> make it, but somebody else bailed on me. So um, I need to do my best to fill that spot. Slash, maybe I'll just sell it. Sell it for you try to do get, that. Get the. Uh, I mean, I don't want to eat it completely. So right. Yeah, uh, but I'm very excited. Um, I think I'm gonna pick a. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming you're gonna talk about the record. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably pick a goose song, and. Uh, doo, 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 doo. I don't know. I don't know. Go and just go and listen to all of Goose. Just go listen to some live shows. If you listen to the uh, the Reading show with from when they played in is it September? I don't know when I when I yeah I think it was September October. But that was a show that I went to. So maybe I'll the Reading show in Sanatoga. But anyway, Chris, uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, yeah, I would like to say my song of the week, um, and that would be Super Blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not my song of the week. Um, well, uh, on March 31st, um, the lovely supergroup Boy Genius, comprised of Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker, just released 
their first ever full-length studio album. They had released an EP back in 2018, but um, the record called The Record is out. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, I really, really like it. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. And at this very moment, there's a vinyl copy of it making its way to me somewhere, um, in the ether. Uh, oh, but nice. I would like to pick the final song from this album called letter to an old poet. Um, I'm going to pick that one as my song of the week. Um, it was a really, really good way to end the record. And it's really cool too, because, um, the, the last part of the song is like a direct melody call back to one of their songs from their first EP. Um, uh, which was, uh, that song was me and my dog. So this one kind of calls directly back to it, you know, five years later, which is really cool. Um, considering everything that's happened in, in, in their lives in the last five years and in everybody else's lives in the last five years. So, um, that would be my song of the week, album of the week. Um, that's, that's what Band I have of the week. You. Yeah. Band of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, that's dude. great. Um, it was a really good album. Gave it a listen through yesterday. I'm excited to get back into it again. Um, oh, yeah. Because we're just starting. You know, we just started with it. You know, who knows where mm-hmm. it'll take us. So thank you, everybody, again for listening. And we will be back next week. Same time, same place. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>